This is Alexandra Gabrielle. You're listening to the Wander Well Podcast. You're listening to the Wander Well Podcast. Learn how to create your own reality, live your calling, and find inner peace. We cover self-care, wandering, and manifesting. Welcome. I'm your host, Katie J. Alexandra is currently parked in Moab, Utah, working on her trailer. I was there with my partner Tucker a week before she and I spoke, so I know how hot it can be in Moab this time of year, especially when you have a furry friend with you. Alexandra said that solar-powered AC is on her list of things to add during her summer remodeling project of the camper. And here is her keeping cool strategy in the meantime. Just don't stay in the camper during the day. Try to go out by the water and do stuff and then just spend the morning and nights in it. I've changed my intake form to include a question asking my interviewees what they are excited to talk about. Alexandra wrote down road life. I asked her what she meant by that, and she said that she actually wasn't sure what to put down because at this point, road life has just become life. Her life. It's no longer that different from the life she lived before being nomadic. The challenges are the same, and sometimes they just seem more intense because you're in a smaller space, and you're kind of, you have less resources, you know, you don't have a house to lie on, you don't have, like, my family lives in Michigan, so they're a thousand miles away, like, a lot of safety nets aren't there, but at the same time, it's just, like, You handle problems the same way you'd handle any other type of problem when it arises. Just do what you can, and that's about it. Um, It's always just kind of different. Like I said, like it is, you run into different problems, but the solutions are normally the same as they would be. You know, if your car broke down when you're at home, or if you had to get something done on your house, like it's the same thing. Sometimes it's even better because it is a smaller scale that it's going to cost me way less if. I have a leak in my camper than it would cost me if I had a leak in my house. Like, not going to have to redo a whole bunch of plumbing. On that topic, I asked her what the biggest challenges have been along her journey so far. One, I started off in an RV when I initially left for my trip, and I made it three days into the trip with the RV, and the RV broke down and was unrepairable. So that kind of threw everything off into getting the new camper that I have and having to live in my car for a little bit just to make the the trip still happened until I could find something to replace the camper. Um, and the second, probably the toughest challenge was I'm a photographer by heart. And when I was in San Francisco, all of my camera gear got stolen along <gasps> with one of my friends. So that was probably like biggest bump in the road. Part of the reason that we settled in Moab is to make money and to reaccrue that equipment. Um, but those are probably the hardest things. Like I said, like those are things that I would have possibly faced in normal, like day-to-day life too so um it's just like I said they are what they are but the camera equipment was probably the hardest but now that I'm glad like I wouldn't have been here if it wasn't for my camera equipment being stolen so there's a silver lining to like every situation I run the account at Women Wander Well on Instagram, and Alexandra's profile stuck out to me because of a post she made about her mom. It's a picture of her sitting at the entrance of her camper with her dog, Rocco. The caption reads, When I told my mom I bought an RV and was going to live in it, she looked at me like I was crazy. When that RV broke down and I had to restart with just my car and this camper, she told me I was mad. But what she didn't know was that through all of the chaos and missteps, the growing feeling wasn't insanity, but happiness. And then she shares the quote, sanity and happiness are an impossible combination. Mark 
twain. I asked her to explain that dynamic a little bit further. Yeah, my family is definitely not, um, they're homebodies for the most part. I mean, we traveled a lot when I was younger, and I think that's where I got the travel bug from. But my mom's type of traveling was like month-long vacations to like tropical islands and sitting on the beach and being very comfortable. Um, So when I showed her the RV that we had gotten and she couldn't stand up, because she's a tall woman, though, she couldn't stand up all the way in it and was like, this is your kitchen, this is your bed, like, it was kind of shocking to her that I would want to live with so little. Um, but it was just kind of crazy to me because she lives with a lot, but it's also unhappy in a lot of aspects of life that for me, I'm living with less, but I'm a lot happier with the less. Um, and so it's kind of an even trade, but yeah, my, my family's all been like, what are you doing? Like what's happening right now? Why are you doing this? (laughs) (laughs) So what were you doing before you decided to live the road life? Um, so I kind of, I kind of hop around with jobs a little bit, but right before I had just started my own photography company, um, with my friend. And so we were like the two months before all we were doing was photo shoots. But prior to that, I was a medical assistant. Um, I did some waitressing like in my free time too, for a little while, but kind of a little bit of everything. Alexandra said that photography has always been her passion ever since she was a little kid. She went to a Montessori school and was encouraged to do just whatever she wanted to do. And she said that making movies with her friends was her thing. They would create cute little scripts and then piece together a storyline with their video equipment. Cinematography is really my true draw and passion and photography is kind of like the happy medium in between, I think, to me, because it takes a little bit less work that if photography is not hard in its own right, but cinematography is a lot more when you get into video. Um, and I kind of just fell into the photography when I didn't have the videography. I wasn't able to do that type of stuff and also just fell in love with that. Um, cause I'm a people person. I love capturing people and animals and anything like that. Um, but yeah, I was just working jobs to work a job because in my head, I wasn't going to make any money doing this. And so I was working nine to five jobs where I was not happy in any way, shape or form. Like I was making money, but they were just like kind of soul crushing. I wasn't able to enjoy the things that I wanted to do. And travel is one of those things. And it's like, okay, I can take a week off a year. That's all I'm allowed is a week off. And it was just like, that was just so hard for me to try to fit in everything that I wanted to do in a week that I just decided I don't want to do this anymore. Like, I don't get why I, again, these are pressures that I kind of put on myself. Nobody told me directly, like, you can't make money doing photography or cinematography. Like, nobody ever said that to me. And just in my head, that's how society looked at it, that I, I needed to get my nine to five big girl job and give back to society like everybody else does. Um, and that kind of was draining. It was just super, super draining. And some other things that happened in my life that I just needed to stop. Like I needed to change because I was 24, 23 and just super unhappy. And it was like, I've got a lot left of life to live and I don't want to live it this way anymore. In some aspects, I know a lot of people that are older that never took the time to do that and are just, like I said, miserable. And there's a lot of people that I meet and they're like, yeah, I did the same exact thing and never been happier. Like maybe not as making as much money, maybe not have as much stuff, but their core is happy. They're they've pursued their happiness and that's just a lot more fulfilling than any thing really is to me.
I mean, there are little things throughout like your your entire life, your childhood that people just say that kind of like stick in your head. Both my parents are physicians. So like to me, like they went to school, they did, I mean, they achieved a lot. So it was like to me being a photographer, which I really don't have to go to school for, like it's more of something that you kind of learn as you go out through life. That's like, that's not going to be good enough. I need to be able to do more. And again, with your family, they always want you to kind of do better than they did. Um, as my parents did. So it was like, I have to do something better than that. So I was pursuing degrees that were like, not of interest to me just because like, yeah, I thought in my head, that's what needed to happen. But it's not like everybody's got their own path and journey that they have to figure out by themselves and in their own way. And it sucks sometimes that I like, it took me till I'm almost 25 to learn that, but I'm happy that I learned that now and kind of let myself unlearn some things rather than wait till I'm like 50 and decide to do this. And I was like, Oh my God, what have I been doing? Yeah, for sure. And that's something that's interesting that you say that your parents are physicians. Cause I mean, mm-hmm. my parents are also pretty high achievers within their field. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I wonder if I sometimes wonder if I felt like I needed to kind of go along with what they told me was correct. Right. You get a degree, mm-hmm. yeah. you get a job and blah, blah, blah. So that I didn't, almost like set us back as far as being African-Americans, right? It's like, okay, they've made such progress mm-hmm. in their yeah. lifetime. They've seen some, some shit. And, mm-hmm. you know, here I am like running a podcast. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Like mm-hmm. it is very, and like, that's something that most of the time on the road, I'm not interacting with other African-Americans and like finding out you were African-American. I was like, oh my God, like there's nobody else that's kind of like doing that. That's in, that are like women of color, even men of color that I see. And I think it is like a cultural thing partially that like, yeah, like your family and history is normally coming from a little bit less. So you do kind of have this mindset of, I need to do more. And I don't know who said podcast, you know, wasn't good enough, but like, yeah, like you should be doing something crazy and something great and, you know, have this amazing degree and be the smartest person in the world type of a thing. And it's just like, I don't know why that's a thing. Cause like, have your parents ever told you that directly? Oh no, 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 no. They yeah. haven't. It's mm-hmm. just like in my head. Yeah, exactly. And it's so weird that it's like that. And yeah, I don't know. Like I do think I, cause I think the same thing for, um, I have another friend who's that I'm traveling with and he's white. Um, but comes from again, like a pretty good family. So in his head, he did the same thing, went to school and got a degree because like, that's what he was told. Like, that's what you need to do. If you come from like middle class or upper middle class, you, you're not trying to drop below that. So you pursue things that you've been told is what's going to keep you there or get you higher up in that position. And it's just like, it's, that's not always the case. I mean, that's not how life works. And again, like that's not maybe meant for you. Like like I said, my mom cannot believe that I am happy in a nine by five camper. Like our houses have been huge my entire life, but it's like, I also am very thankful that I had that upbringing and aware that money does not buy you happiness and big things don't buy you happiness and that you can find happiness in other things. So I think a lot of people get that idea in their head and that's what they strive for. And then they get there and they're like, I should be happy. Like this should be it. Like this should be the pinnacle of my life, but it's not. And I'm happy that I, I kind of knew that's not how life worked early on in, in life because it's, it's not like for me, it, that's not for me. I'm more than happy that my mom loves that. And my dad loves that. And I have other friends that that's what they're going for. But for me, it's like, 
I know that didn't really make me happy. Like I'm happier doing this type of stuff. Alexandra and I both agree that sometimes that feeling creeps in that you are setting African-Americans back by not overachieving as a doctor or, or lawyer. But I'd like to argue the opposite. Our ancestors would be so proud to know that A, we aren't slaves to any system, B, we are no longer doing what other people tell us to do, and C, that we have evolved to the point where we don't have to worry about feeding ourselves or clothing ourselves. We know how to do those things. We have figured out how to get jobs and how to make good money, but we choose to do something that fulfills us instead. This conscious choice is not without obstacles or setbacks. It's the knowledge that we are the conscious creators of our own reality. And I know that my ancestors would be proud of me and proud of the progress that we have made. It's because of their sacrifices that I can live a life of freedom. And who am I to take that away from myself? Are you free from the expectations of others? If not, it's time to stop living in other people's realities, and learn how to create your own. And that is why I am launching this beta course. As of this evening, when I go ahead and send out the first lecture series for the 12 people who are enrolled in my beta course, I am going to show them the principles and methodology that have led me to create this podcast, the step-by-step breakdown of how you can stop living your life chained to the expectations of others, chained to your fears, chained to your doubts. And you can start living a life that fulfills your purpose and brings you a sense of passion and excitement every single day. It will also break down how you can stop sitting there wondering when this fog over your head will be lifted, when you'll get unstuck, how you will reach your full full potential, and how you will have the most impact on the world. You will no longer need to wonder these things after taking this course once it's done. I'll get a waitlist going here pretty soon. That way you can be the first to know when the beta test is over and when you can get your hands on this course. Keep following me on Instagram for more updates on that at J today. That's K-A-T-I-E-J today. And back to the interview, Alexandra also mentioned how nice it is to have control of your life. When you work for yourself, you no longer have to stress out about asking for time off or taking too long of a lunch break. You are not controlled by someone waving a paycheck over your head. And when you finally realize that the comma in your paycheck doesn't equate to happiness, you also realize that you can work way less and have way more time for the other things that are important in your life, like travel, time with your family, time with loved ones, naps, learning new things like surfing or yoga. Here's Alexandra discussing how she discovered freedom. I was, my my parents had a friend that was a psychiatrist that every seven years though, he switched careers and would just do something that he wanted to be a chef. So he would do that. He always had the psych being his like main source of income of things like, you know, went bad, but I always fell in love with that idea because it was like, I don't have to be one person. I don't have to be one thing. And that I think throughout life, like I've changed as a person from when I was like 10 years old and I was first told about this guy till now. And it's just like being flexible, being okay with like 
letting things be a work in progress all the time is just so nice. Cause like I said, I love photography, but like I've also getting into Instagram and I went to school for marketing and that's something that I'm also like, I'm, I'm kind of, I like, I like doing marketing stuff. I like doing advertising type of stuff a little bit, but I also am like, I don't know if I, I don't want to do that. That be my one thing forever. And I'm okay with changing it. I'm okay with letting it change into something else. Like you started with e-commerce and it's now it's turned into a podcast, but you're kind of okay with those change if that's what it feels like something needs to go to. And I don't think that's the biggest thing about like being on the road to me. That's like opened me up to being open to change a little bit more because when you're in your day-to-day rituals and lifestyles, you like, you don't like change. Change means a hiccup. Change means something's going to have to change. And it's a lot easier when your life is just a never ending change to accept those things than when you're in such a structured environment. Alexandra brought up a good point. When you're on the road, you're constantly getting change. And I think like anything, there's a time in your life when you want change and a time in in your life when you want consistency. With self-care being one of those things you need to consistently do, I was curious how Alexandra practices self-care during her wanderings? Um, When we were traveling, um, I have a little like battery operated shower that you just dump into a bucket and it will like pressurize the water for you. Um, And we have a little shower house. So we would just use that if need be, but a lot of like quick wet white baths in between there. But now that we're settled and even if we were near bigger cities, gym memberships are the biggest thing like Planet Fitness. If you have the gold membership, you can go to any Planet Fitness and, you know, use their facilities. And I just, I just use them for the showers. And then now that I'm in Moab, I have a membership at the aquatic center. So if I need to shower every day, especially for work, I just go to the aquatic center and shower. But it's kind of a thing that just, if you get sweaty, then you know, you're going to have to do a little bit more, but otherwise it's just baby wipe baths and brushing your teeth. Um, and you kind of move on. I'm not, I don't want to be dirty and I don't ever want to smell like that dirty hippie. So (laughs) I try to keep my hygiene up and just make sure like my clothes are clean. Like even if that means I have to wash them in the river to get them clean, you just make do with whatever you have in the situation. Um, But right now it's mostly gym memberships and eventually we'll get the shower house set up again. But since we have gym memberships, it's just not really necessary to do. Um, But that's normally how I stay clean I like it. And what about wellness? Do you do anything specifically that is intentional about your wellness routine being on the road? Um, just, I mean, being in nature is the biggest thing that helps me. Like, and that's just, I'm doing that like almost every single day. It's more of my mental health that I, that keeps me in check. And being in nature is just like, it's an everyday wellness check that I'm going through that. That's about it. Being in Michigan, um, definitely got some like seasonal affective disorder just from the just really, I never realized how gray it was there until I left and then came back. And I was like, Oh my God, it's just so gray here all the time. Um, until like the middle of summer and it's also just very cold. So for me, that was just not very good. Having the sun out and on me, like 90% of the day just does wonders for me and my body and my mind and my soul. So just that's the thing is like we live in a nine by five, but that's cause like 90% of the time we're just sitting outside of the camper, sitting somewhere else. Like we're not really in it doing anything. So I don't really mind that it's so small. Um, but just being in nature is just, just changed my whole life. Just being able to be outside all the time from, like I said, being in a nine to five in an office or in, you know, school every day is just, that's the best thing for me. That's been the best thing for my health. 
I love it. So what tips mm-hmm. would you have for somebody who wanted to follow in your footsteps and live in a camper? Um, my biggest thing is just like, I don't really have tips and that's probably the one thing that like, it sounds crazy. My tip is to just figure out how to do it the way you want to do it. Like what I'm living in now was never my plan. Um, like I said, I started out in an RV, which I plan to have more room. Didn't plan on leaving, living in out of the back of my car for a little bit, but shit happens. You kind of have to just learn to take things as they go. I think people think of like van life as some miracle, like, oh, I get to live in a van and everything's going to be perfect from now on. And it's not like that at all. So my thing is just take things as they go. Like let them, let things change, let things be what they are and just try to like roll with the punches. Like that's the biggest thing because it is a lot smaller of a space. And so things are a little bit more intense when you're dealing with that. But um, if people are really meant to do this or really want to do it, you'll just kind of figure it out. Like there's no one way to do it. And that's been my biggest thing is people always ask me like, well, how do you do this? What do you do with your camper? What do you do with your dog? What do you do with this? And it's just like, this is the only way that I do it just because these are the situations that I've been in. But like, if I had an RV, things are going to be a little bit different than my car camper situation that you just got to figure it out yourself. <laughs> so that's the biggest tip I, I have just figure it out yourself because there's not a way or there's not some secret to doing it to me. Yeah, for sure. And kind of linking that point back to what we were talking about earlier with, you know, everyone, everyone does the nine to five or Mm -hmm. that's just kind of what we assume we're supposed to do. But Mm -hmm. I like the quote, um, well-behaved women rarely make history. And, you know, they just, yeah, the people who we look back on and say, wow, you know, they did this, right? Whether that's a man Mm -hmm. or a woman, they weren't doing what everyone what else was, was doing. Exactly. <laughs> they were thinking that's it the out. biggest thing. Yeah, exactly. And that's my thing is like, I haven't gotten where I am following what somebody else has done. Like I've had to break away from like expectations of other people, expectations that I had for myself. And just like I said, like figure things out. And a lot of it's failing. Like I said, like having an RV breakdown and being like stranded in Illinois is just like, that wasn't part of the plan. But like, it's part of the plan and the fact that like it's gotten me to the places that I need to be right now. And going back to that, like Steve Jobs, like quit his job, like with Microsoft, Microsoft was built out of a garage. Like people who make a difference are always doing something different. Mm-hmm. And that's the biggest thing is just like, yeah, like figure out what your different is, figure out how you can make a difference to you. And then the rest will kind of follow. Like, but if you're trying to follow somebody else's plan still, like it's just not going to work because you're not somebody else and you're not experiencing the same exact things that somebody else is. Unless somebody has gone through literally exact same moments I can, every little thing that's happened is just a little bit different. So it's like, you can't, you can't really base it off of somebody else's experience and somebody else's life. Like I'm all for van life and all for road life because I think it does open people up like there's issues that I wasn't even aware going on in our own country in our world that's like opened my eyes to being like okay like I was really privileged having that as an option and stuff like that but the biggest thing right now is just being in the desert is I live in Michigan there was tons of lakes there's tons of water whenever I went camping I had water that wasn't a thing for me to have to search and have to deal with not having water and then coming out here where it's like I've got to go out of my way to find water sources opens my mind up to the fact that like in Flint, Michigan, people are still without water. Like that's something that like I've talked to another one of my coworkers about water rights that I've just been like, okay, like I would like to do something to help people in Flint again. Like, cause it's like, 
I, I now know what it's like to not have water, to have to seek that out. And it's just like, it's a crazy concept in the 21st century that people are having to go through those type of things and having to struggle with that. But it's like, most people don't think about it. Like if you don't, if you've never had to live without something, you don't think about somebody else doing it and you'll never understand what that person's life's like having to live without something. So I think traveling has just like changed me in that way as I just become a lot more aware and accepting of other people's issues. I'm not as quick to dismiss somebody when they say that like, oh, this is something that I'm dealing with. And it's like, in my head, it's like, no, that's not a real thing. Like I've never had to deal with that. So you're just making up a problem for yourself, like how a lot of people react to stuff. But yeah, like it's just really opened my eyes to so much stuff. And I'm, I'm going to Mexico in the fall winter and I'm sure like that's going to open my mind up to more things that are kind of going on and just round me out as a person a little bit more too than to make me figure out what I want to do in life and figure out like how I want to help and how I want to make an impact because that's the biggest thing is like people want to die knowing that they're not dying in vain that they're not dying for nothing and kind of like traveling more helps me do that like meeting people and connecting with people and sharing and doing whatever I can helps me know that like when I'm gone, it's just not going to be, I'm gone and, and nobody cares besides my family. You can learn more about Alexandra at Alexandra underscore abroad on Instagram. That's Alexandra underscore abroad on Instagram. Keep an eye out for her website coming soon to feature her photography and videography work. Thanks so much for joining us here on the Wander Well podcast. I will see you guys next week. Say what's up on Instagram. I love hearing from you guys. Have a fantastic week, Wander Woman. Bye. for this episode can be found on soundstripe.com.